You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Oh, those wonderful teenage years, those awkward years. I can still remember where my locker was at Crown Point High School. And you know, that was far too many years ago. Does that make me a nerd? Or is it just that I'm someone with a good memory? Now, capturing what life is like during those teen years is the focus of the new must-see MTV show called The In-Betweeners. And here as our special guest today is a member from the cast who plays a hot mom. That's their description. I don't know you quite yet, Christine. Enough to call you a hot mom. But a hot mom who is Polly McKenzie is the character. But I want all of us to give pause and applause to multi-talented actress and animal advocate, Christine Scott Bennett. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much. All right. Now, Christine's here to talk about the show, The Inbetweeners, her many appearances on some of your favorite dramas and sitcoms, and also her favorite role, which is to be a volunteer for the Tales of the City Animal Rescue and Friends of Moore Park. So I want everybody to sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We are delighted to have on our show today actress and pawsome animal rescue advocate, Christine Scott Bennett. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you. That's quite an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, you deserve it. You deserve it. And speaking of those that deserve, I hope you can just start by introducing a couple of special four-leggers in your life, Smurf and Tyson. 
Yes, actually, they are. They the world revolves around them, and um, <laughs> I guess I'm one of those people where they've trained me. Tyson, I've had. Uh, he's 11 years old. He'll be 12 in May, and it was an wow. accident. Love we got him. We didn't plan on it. There was a store in the mall going out of business and taking all their dogs to the shelter, and. He just walked right up to us and chose us as a baby, and we had no idea what we were getting into, my husband and I. We were in college, and it was probably an irresponsible decision at the time, but I have to tell you, there was something else in the work because it was meant to be, and he's he's truly my true love, and uh, Smurfy is my husband's true love. We were working with Hills of the City, and a dog needed a place to go to a foster home, another dog and a friend of mine said hey if you take Murphy we'll take in this dog and I just couldn't send this other dog to a shelter so I took Murphy in as you know helping out and little did I know the true love that would bond between my husband and Murphy and <laughs> she's become quite the queen of the household she runs the house she tells Tyson where to go and when and you know it's it's kind of like that normal normal thing if you have pets you get it yeah. Now, what's your husband's name? So we don't have to call him my husband for the rest of the show. Oh, his name is David. David. Hi, David. Now, <laughs> Smurfy is a minpin. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And how old is Smurf? She's two. Two. Okay. Woof. And uh, Tyson, I understand, is what kind of mix? He's a Beagle Jack Russell mix. Oh, my gosh. A nose and energy. Wow. That is a combo. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea. He's 11, but he acts like he's two. So uh-huh. imagine what he was like at two. We would take him for runs every day, three, four miles, because otherwise we just could not put up with him. He was a Tasmanian devil. You can thank your great figure for him because he keeps you in shape, right? Yes, for sure. He does. You cannot sit and relax with him until he's had his exercise. Now, we're going to get into the show, The Inbetweeners. It's actually kind of a, a show that was very popular in England, right? And tell us yeah. how it came to be. Let's get the little backstory, if you will, and why it's now this version is now on MTV. Well, it was wildly popular over in Europe, and I think that they decided to bring it over just because they figured there was something different that they could bring to the table. Our our sense of humor is very different than theirs over there. So we use their guidelines, but we kind of put the American humor in there. So we give them credit because their idea and their their outline, but we've changed it a little bit to accommodate our American crazy humor. I ended up auditioning for this. I was on vacation. I was in Florida. I used to live in Florida, and my old agent said, hey, if you're going to be on vacation, why don't you stop by and audition at Universal Studios with us? And I thought, okay. Uh, But, you know, I thought nothing of it. Just kind of went in, did my thing. Really wasn't as focused as I should have been because I was on vacation. And that was exactly the character that they were looking for. And it just kind of worked out right place, right time. So describe Polly McKenzie, the character you play. Holly McKenzie, she is the hot mom. They call her the MILF, quote-unquote, on the show, (laughs) of lead character Will. She is basically this mother. Every mother does this. You embarrass your children. You have no idea you're doing it, and you don't mean to. You're just doing it out of love, Um, but they're growing out of certain phases that you kind of think they're still in. But it's more of an awkward situation because she's a little too hot for that. So the boys... Friends, his friends are looking at her in a different way, and so it makes <laughs> yeah. life bubbling very, puberty very coming through. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. So you have the dynamic of her being hot, and everybody 
oogling over her, but she's still, you know, wiping the schmear off of Will's face if he, you know, after breakfast or, you know, things like that. So she's not really ditzy, but has no idea the profound effects he's having on her son at this time. Now, it is airing on MTV. How do we tune in? Is it on Monday nights? Is that correct? Or can they tune in on different times? Monday nights at 10.30, and then MTV ends up rerunning shows over and over again. I think they rerun it like 11 times. I know for a while it was airing after Awkward on Thursday nights, but Awkward's no longer on. But if you check your local listings, guaranteed it's going to be playing at least once that day. Isn't that kind of nice, though? Like, you're la, 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 la. I think I'll turn on MTV. There's our show. (laughs) That's kind of a nice (laughs) feeling. It's one of those things that's hard to get used to, too. You know, if you're not used to seeing yourself a lot or or hearing your voice or, you know, I ask my husband, David, all the time, do I really sound like that? I I talk through my nose and he's like, yeah. So (laughs) it's good and bad at the same time. Now, the character you play the mom of, tell us about the character Will, played by Joey Polari. Will is extremely intelligent. He just came out of private school because Polly's husband cheated and divorced her, and so she had to send up to public school. So he's kind of a fish out of water. He's acclimated to a different kind of setting. So when he comes to a public school with his blazer and briefcase, people want to know what the heck's going on. So he's still trying to figure out how to be normal. And then there's the whole, I'm in puberty, so I don't know if I'm an adult or a child. Uh, I'm not quite either. And then trying to find friends, and he ends up befriending Probably three of the most awkward and different characters you could ever befriend. They all represent, you know, one person in our lives. We've all seen them. We've all probably been them in one way or another. And so they're just kind of navigating their way through high school as best they can and just trying to survive. Well, I think it's a great show. And I think, is it Brad Copeland? Is that the uh, producer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got quite a track record for success. So He sure does. Now, though, you've had your face and you've been in different places and uh, some dramas and TV shows. You played Allison Caldwell on CSI in Miami. I remember your Tracy character on How I Met Your Mother. I mean, these are pretty big shows. And tell me, do you like comedy, drama, both? What's your preference? You know, I really like both. And it's almost like going to a buffet and you want a little bit of sweet and a little bit of salty. It changes things up. And, you know, one day you get to be crying or screaming because you're being pulled out of a window on CSI. And the next day you're acting like a goofball on True Jackson on Nickelodeon. I mean, just the range of doing those different things keeps you fresh. It keeps you on your toes. And and it keeps you from getting comfortable with uh, certain things. You've got to up your game constantly. So I really like doing all of it. And any of these actors you've really enjoyed working with on any of these shows, I want to do a rundown. You can't really brag, so let me brag for you. Folks, she's on The Inbetweeners. She's been on CSI Miami, Freshman, Funny or Die, CSI Las Vegas, How I Met Your Mother, True Jackson VP, Boston Legal, My Best Friend's Girl, A Crush on You, I mean, on and on and on. You're a busy woman. You know, it, it seems like it, but you kind of accumulate as you go. And, um, yeah, it's been a good time. I've been really lucky to work with some great people. I think one of the people who really stood out in my mind was Neil Patrick Harris on How I Met Your Mother. You know, I learned a lot from him. It was one of the things I did right in the beginning when I moved to Hollywood. And, you know, you're scared to death. And you know right. your craft. and You're, you're good. But the minute you get on that stage in front of three people you've been watching on TV for years, Things change. You forget your lines. You clam up, you know. So the things I learned from Neil were just definitely invaluable. He's been in the business forever. 
and um, the calm that he kind of brings around the set and confidence was exactly what I needed. So he was very, very influential in my life. So Doogie did good, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're speaking with a very great actress that is getting more and more time on the air, and we're going to take a quick commercial break. But we're speaking with Christine Scott Bennett, and she plays the hot mom on the new show on MTV called The Inbetweeners. We're going to take a quick commercial break and get into her role that she really loves, which is helping pets in need after we pay for this show by taking a commercial break. So everybody, please just... Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Lily Tomlin, and I invite you to listen to The Old Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Old Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am so delighted that we have Christine Scott Bennett in the house or in the studio or somewhere in this planet, but we're connected on this show. And one of the many things you do when you're not on set for TV comedies and dramas is you are very, very active as a volunteer, I understand, for the Tales of the City Animal Rescue and Friends of Moore Park. So tell us a little bit about your work in that regard. Christine? Well, uh, we got started originally because my husband and I used to pay, you know, a lot of volunteer, or not volunteer, but charities. We'd we'd send checks. Things got a little tough several years ago, and we thought, you know what, instead of paying money, let's donate our time. And it just started out as that. And uh, the first thing I thought of was animals, they're my passion. Um, My dogs rule my life. And so we went into an animal rescue group just because it's a little bit easier. The shelter is very difficult emotionally to walk into and, and leave knowing a lot of the dogs you may not see again. So I needed to go to some place where it was in between where I was helping, but I wouldn't, you know, be an emotional wreck every time I left. And right. um, I ended up finding Tales of the City, and it was one of those things that the first day you go, you realize, okay, I'm meant to be here. And the feeling that you get when you help people find, you know, their true love, their meant-to-be family member, or, or finding that dog home that he was sitting in a shelter for God knows how long, and now he's going home to a comfy bed, and there's nothing like it. So I, I was hooked. You know, the first time I helped a dog find a home, I was hooked, and it's been like that ever since. Nice. And what about Friends of Moore Park? What is that? 
That is uh, a mobile adoption site. So local area shelters load up a few dogs each on a truck, and then several trucks come to uh, a park where there's a lot of traffic, a lot of foot traffic. And we all each take one dog and walk around the park and try to find the dog a home. Well, some people say it's kind of like selling the dog, but really we don't have to do anything. If that dog is meant to be with that family, it does all the work for us. And it's just kind of like a most a very rewarding thing. We we just came back this weekend and both my husband and I, David, had adopted out both of our dogs and it was the coolest wow. thing to see how happy <laughs> these families were. And to know that we made a difference in two dogs, you know, this week. So, so tell us a little bit of the background on the dogs that you and David walked. Who were you walking and who, who was David walking and what kind of folks ended up saying, these are our dogs. We love to have adopt these. Well, the dog I chose um, when she was in the truck, she kind of had pooped all over herself because she was scared <laughs> to death. The truck was Aww. kind of a scary thing. Um, and I thought, you know, that's the one. It was She was very timid, but she kind of had a face like my dog Smurf, and I was instantly drawn to her. And um, she was scared to death, couldn't walk on a leash in the beginning, just crawling on the ground. And it just took her about 30 minutes to kind of realize, okay, this lady's not going to hurt me, and, oh, my God, this is grass, and, you know, became a real dog outside of the cage. And oh we snuggled for a good 30 minutes, and I'd say she sat on my lap for quite a while and all these people passed and just kept walking by and this mother and daughter just walked by and she jumped right out of my lap and started climbing their legs and I thought huh this is interesting and lo and behold this mother and daughter ended up adopting her I mean they didn't they came to the park looking for a dog and they had no chance to look at any other this she was the first and she had just decided I'm going home with you and she snuggled up to them in their lap and just you know the whole works they they're very good they're yeah, and um, yeah, it was one of those things that was just meant to be, and she was just waiting for them to come. And, you know, to see pictures now, this morning I got one of the family at home with her on the couch and belly up, and that's the whole point of this. David, same thing. He had, um, it was a boxer puppy, and people brought the boxer puppy back to the shelter three days after having him because he was jumping and excited and you know, that's what boxers do <laughs> yeah it was, it, and, and not to mention the fact that he's a puppy you know right. he needs exercise he's excited so it was really hard to hear that and you know my husband made it his mission to he, he's kind of like the dog whisperer dogs that you can't get people to like they connect with him and because they see the connection with David and the dog they like the dog more. It's it's just more exciting to see him interacting. And he was rolling around the ground with David and doing tricks by, you know, three hours in. And this family must have come back three times. And finally, they were like, you know what? This dog is for us. And, and I respect the fact that they took their time to think about it because it is a huge decision. It's a lifelong decision. And we don't want this dog to come back because the dog's thinking, what did I do wrong? So... Yeah, we got another picture of, of that dog this morning, and the same thing. The dog is sitting in his chair, and they said he's decided he's king of the house. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see um, them running the household. I am saluting both you and David. This is great. I, You know, we do many things in our as a profession, right? But you're doing this from the heart, and it sounds like, you know, you talked about it's a relationship for life. You and David seem to click on the animal front, too. I mean, you've got a guy as a partner now that understands your passion, and you understand his when it comes to helping out animals in need. For sure. I really got lucky, and, and I wasn't sure what I was going to get into. David was coming to volunteer with me. Strictly out of the fact that I felt like 
I needed to contribute to the community. And he, he was just coming out of support for me. And he dove in head first and has really enjoyed himself. I mean, he was always a dog lover, but uh, this wasn't his passion. It wasn't his decision. So the fact that he's jumped in and he's going just, you know, above and beyond, I can't be more thankful. Oh, that is so wonderful. Now, is there some ways that we can find out a little bit about you? I do believe, don't you have a website, Christine? I do. It's christinescottbennett.com. I like it when it's easy like that. (laughs) Oh, and Twitter too? Okay. I'm on Twitter. It's Christine Scott B. My name's a little bit long, so uh, we had to stop there. All right. Now, I was noodling around your website, and there were two things that uh, made me, I have to ask you these questions. You have many talents. You can juggle. I can. It was in middle school, and I was in an enrichment program. Um, My husband says I was a nerd, but to keep us from getting bored, they would put us in enrichment classes, and for extra credit, we had to choose an activity to kind of stay in focus and figure out how to learn and to teach yourself. So I taught myself how to juggle. <laughs> What's the object you juggle best? Usually tennis balls, but I got to the point where I could juggle two tennis balls and an apple, take a bite out of the apple as I was juggling. So I was... Uh, nice. I hope you don't mess yeah. up and take a bite out of the tennis ball. You get fuzzy. I, I haven't yet, but I'm sure I'm sure it, it could happen at one time. <laughs> now, can uh, Smurf and Tyson, have you taught them how to juggle yet? Oh, gosh, no. They've taught me. I mean, they'll, <laughs> they'll retrieve the ball and bring it back when they feel like it. But other than that, I'm the one juggling, and they're just they're pouring the strings. Okay, now the other skill it says here on your resume, firearms. I know this is a loaded question, but what does that mean? <laughs> Oh, well, I had some training with the FBI. I did small wow. attendance film with Armand Asante, and it, I was a SWAT team member, and uh, they wanted it to look realistic, so we did some training with the FBI on how to walk, how to creep around the corners, how to use some guns like MP5s and Glocks, which was really cool. It was, it was I have that face where nobody sees me as the tough girl, so I was super excited to be cast for that role. And then it also kind of fits with my family because my dad's a cop and my brother is an army ranger. So I go to the range with them every now and then and, you know, shoot some guns. But they're a bit jealous because of all the things my brother's been able to shoot, I got to shoot a Tommy gun in my training, which is not a lot of at this point because it's a little old and they're antiques. So, yeah, it's a little bit of fun trivia. So who's a better marksman? Uh, your dad, your brother, or you? Oh, for sure my brother. I mean, his life depends on it. And um, my dad is, is pretty good. I'm terrible. I'm one of those people who it takes a lot of training to keep your eyes open when you pull the trigger. It's a natural thing for a human to do. So I'm still working on that. It took my brother and my father about two years to get that. So uh, I'm still working on it. But my brother, for sure, he could, you know, do all that stupid stuff in the movies and, and still be fine. <laughs> Now, I'm also impressed that you're quite a jock. I mean, it says here baseball, track and field, cycling, swimming, basketball, aerobics, soccer, rollerblading, and my personal favorite, football. Move over, (laughs) you pro football players. We got Christine Scott Bennett in the house. So football, huh? What's your favorite position? Are you a quarterback, a running back? What do you do, girl? Well, we got involved in a um, flag football league uh, when I got out of college just to stay in the competitive mode. And I ended up playing quarterback because I had quite, uh, you know, one of those arms where it's difficult to get that spiral. And I don't know, I picked up on it pretty quickly. So I can't launch it like Peyton Manning over the hill. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, yards. you can't launch yet. No, come on. Okay, but um, yeah. it was, it's pretty accurate. So they stuck me there because I was pretty accurate. And 
putting a girl in the quarterback position opens up guys to, you know, do the wide receiver, touchdown dance, all that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's the position I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So do you have a favorite pro team? I love Peyton Manning, so I follow him. It was the Colts, you know, so now it's the Broncos. But to be honest, it's not the team, it's the player. I really like his discipline and his work ethic. And like he can have fun. I mean, you watch his commercials, he's hilarious. So he just seems like a well-rounded person and a really fun guy. And not to mention, he's incredibly talented. So, yeah, one of these days, I, I would like to meet and work with Peyton Manning. Okay, we've heard it here on the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. Peyton Manning, I know you must be one of the 800,000 who are tuning in religiously to my show each and every week. Hut, 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 we need you to yep. get connected and do something good with Christine Scott Bennett. Maybe you guys can do something with the world of pets. You never know. He seems like a nice guy in many aspects. Yeah, I would love that. Okay, well, I'm sure with my big cloud, I can make it happen. I can at least try. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, Christine, before we say adieu, we want to make sure everybody knows, we want you to all dash over to her website, christinescottbennett.com. She also has a Twitter page, Christine Scott B. So you guys got to write that down. What's up for you next? Where can we see you in TV or the movies? What's going on? Well, you know, I'm looking to take a break for the next couple weeks. Our, our publicity has just started to wind down from in-betweeners, which was a lot of fun but exhausting. Um, yeah. So I'm going to get back into the audition world and see what I can make of it and find something fun and new to work on. All right. Well, I will say I did see you in RoboDoc, the National Lampoon yes. movie. That was yes. hilarious. I mean, the <laughs> MD-63 character. I saw one yeah. scene where a little boy hit him with a bat, but it just went dink, and he looked yeah. like a Spock look, you know. Tell me about that before we say goodbye. I mean, the RoboDoc, that was a lot of fun, RoboDoc 1 and 2, right? Yeah, you know, that was a lot of fun just because there were so many big stars in that movie, and it was my first real chance in Hollywood. I shot that in Florida, and my first full-length film, and I want to preface I was completely clothed in that. Every time everybody hears National <laughs> Lampoon, they think, yeah. oh, she must have gone topless. But I played the only serious character on the um, movie, which was fun because I got to bring something different to the table. And, you know, seeing people do characters like Will Hayes being a robot, I mean, who does that? It was just such a fun thing to watch. And I had to be careful to continue acting in the scenes because I would watch the show and forget that I was actually in it. So when it was my line and Alan Fick is waiting for me to return, it was like, oh, yes, I forgot. I, you know, I feel like I'm watching Growing Pains. So uh, it was a fun, fun experience. Oh, well, I'm so glad you were able to take the time to pop in to the Obehave show. And I'm really, really proud of you. And I give you a big pause up for what you do for pets, both with the Tales of the City Animal Rescue and Friends of Moore Park. So the next time I hang out at Moore Park, I know that's up near the L.A. area. And I see yeah. this nice man and this nice lady uh, with dogs walking around saying, adopt me. I bet they're going to be you and your husband, David. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So at this time, I also want to thank our great producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. I want you to also dash over to the other great shows on Pet Life Radio. It's a network. We got lots of things for people who like all kinds of critters, those that fly, those that swim, those that run and bark and meow. And I thank again our special guest today, Christine Scott Bennett. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! 
coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.